Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the SmackDown Live Recap. I'm your host, John Roca, joined, as always, by the editor-in-chief of Pro Wrestling Sheet. There, I said it all right. Ryan Satin, how are you? Look at that. Yeah. Uh, he, he, grow, he grows once I said It's funny. I, I should have just said something sooner. I'm glad that one person commented on YouTube, but yeah. I am doing Fabulous. I, I'm a little tired. I was working all day on getting that big cast interview up. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, transcribing everything, cutting clips, all that kind of stuff. So I was a little tired, but I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm here. I'm ready to, ready to party. Yeah, you know? hell yeah. And, and that was a great interview, too. Hour-long interview listed on the ride home Thank last you. night. Really good stuff. What Cass had to say about his journey, about everything he went through. And look, you may have your reservations about what happened with Cass. Give it a listen. You might come out of it with a new perspective or a different way to look at it. Doesn't mean you have to take one side or another, but it might give you a little more information, a little more rounded point of view about that man. So, well, I mean, for me, kudos per- to him for coming in and talking so honestly. Absolutely. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do by yes, any means. Not. And he was brutally honest yes, about everything. I mean, that was to me, you know, I knew everything that had gone on. You know, I'd seen the video he did with DDP Yoga and stuff. But for me, you know, it was so eye opening, like you said, where it was like, you know, even the positive things that you would think, oh, well, he had a good, you know, Daniel Bryan. You had to yeah, do right. Daniel Bryan or he got to, you know, be in the Final Four or Greatest Royal Rumble or things like that. And, and and when you find out that, like, yeah, they were 
good things for his career, but behind the scenes, he was like in this mental prison. Yeah. It, it really is eye opening. I mean, a lot of that stuff is intense. I mean, he's never talked about going off script with the, in that segment with the little person yeah. or a lot of these things. So, uh, please, please check it out if you can. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I want to help him spread the word on, uh, the importance of mental health as much as possible. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. this is one where I appreciate any shares on it, any views, uh, any listens. Uh, yeah. it all helps just so that the word gets spread. Do it, do it, do it. Well, you know, we had a, we have a SmackDown Live uh, episode to cover here. It starts off with Shane McMahon talking on there. Uh, one again, once again, doing one of these selfies, type <laughs> say, saying this stuff, saying, you know, I'm not going to be there, and this is going to disappoint people because of Kevin Owens. I won't be there, blah, blah, blah. So uh, let's just stop there, and then we'll move to the next thing. Did you like this as an intro to SmackDown Live? And it's ironic because is is Bischoff now in charge of this thing? Is this moving the Shane meter back a little bit? From what I was told, well, Shane was never involved creatively. Right, right. But, okay. but, but, uh, but oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, is this a Bischoff, is, is a Bischoff directive to move, to move yeah, Shane yeah, off of him? I see what you're saying. Um, that I don't know. Okay. But what I do know is that, yes, uh, from what I was told, mm-hmm. Bischoff did have some involvement with yesterday's okay. episode of SmackDown. Um uh, I'm still working on some of the details, but if I had sure. to like put two and two together from things I'm hearing from various sources and stuff, it does sound like he was he played a, a bigger part in the okay. initial right of it. And then remember yesterday, I yeah, mentioned you told me that, that Vince rewrote it. Yeah, it yeah. told them to rewrite it. Right. Um, I don't know how much he played a part in the second okay. one, okay. Um, but I do believe they probably kept some of the things. So I'm yeah. sure there's some uh, there's some influence there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Shane thing, I. I it's hard for me to take any promo seriously when the when it's shot upwards <laughs> like that. It gets me so mad. I'm like, Shane, you have worked in television your entire life. <laughs> like, your entire life, Shane McMahon. You could buy a camera, Shane. You can... That, yes. yes. But you know what? iPhones take good video. They do. It's fine. But turn it sideways, for God's sake. Right, like, good point. I, as a guy who grew up with a father in television as mm-hmm. well... Uh, my dad's not Vince McMahon, but I know not to turn. I, I know to have the camera turned sideways yes. for television. Very good point. You know, my dad knows that, and he's an older dude who uses phones and stuff. Yeah. You know, that's a thing if you if you're gonna shoot it for television or anything like that. So it just drives the producer in me crazy. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I did laugh at it. You know, the the life coach stuff was mm-hmm. was funny. That was my life coach says this and and all that, <laughs> and he just looked like. You know, I've never, I don't grow up, I, obviously I'm already an adult, but in this era, I imagine there are times where like a parent sends an angry yeah. FaceTime or something like that. And it did look like an angry FaceTime from your dad or right. something like that. Right. So, uh, you yeah, know, this made me laugh. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good for what it was and it moved Shane off. You yeah. knew it was going to be there that night. So that's one less thing to kind of be worried about. And I like that, you know, he, he did it in a way, and I think it's a heel way to do it that way, too. Like, just make it all kind of dirty, look like he just kind of did it happenstance, and then blame everything else for why he's not there and make it seem as if... And, and he's almost kind of a little bit putting his thumb on that scale of the life coach and all these people who do this, like making fun a little bit as a heel would. So I thought that was funny uh, as well. And Kevin, and Kevin Owens is sitting there celebrating in the ring about it, so he was happy about it overall. Did I tell you... I don't know if we talked about it here in the mm. office, just two of us, not mm. on camera, obviously, but uh, I saw, I guess, Stone Cold talked about why there wasn't a thing between he yeah. and Kevin Owens. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting how he said that basically, you know, it's it's already on the nose enough as it is that like, if they had done that together, it would have been almost like too much on the nose. Almost right. right. That's kind of what he was saying. Right. right, right. So I, I mean, I get that to a certain degree, but it still would have been cool. The stone hole, the stone cold Hogan thing was a good conversation. I, I'm, I literally well. just finished listening to it. after yeah. I came in. Did you listen to the whole interview? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is a, I, I, look at Hulk Hogan issues aside. Anyone. I, I'm not the biggest Hulk Hogan fan. Yeah, I know you know, th- those things I didn't like it, but yeah. at the same time, like I know you were harping on John Cena very hard on on Twitter for the past few days during that whole conversation. I tell my truth. That's all I do. But, like it or not. But I, I uh, Hogan issues aside, I feel, you know, you, in my opinion, you can't you can't say he's not one of the best of all time. I'm Damn not, right. You, I wouldn't. We say don't that. have what we're doing without Hogan. Agreed. Yeah. And, and so you know, listening to two of the all-time greatest. Yeah. Like, I know everyone's like, oh, this person should be in the Mount Rushmore and this person should be there. You can't say that Stone Cold and Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan aren't two of the greatest of all time. That's what I'm saying. Uh, this is the first time we've agreed on that, at least yeah. on, a, on yeah. a greatest of all time scale. And, and so just to hear them talking and shooting the shit for two hours and just... 
it's crazy because it, as much as it's Stone Cold interviewing Hulk Hogan, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of just like two of the greatest of all time just sitting there shooting yeah. the breeze, and it's it's fantastic. And Stone Cold does a great job of letting the guard down and let making and helping other people let their guard down. Yeah. His interview with Kurt Angle is one of my favorite ones he's ever done, uh, and so to see him bring that out in Hogan, you know, Hogan's very guarded about things he says. He tries to make himself the hero of almost every narrative, but I found that in this situation, he was being forthright about what. Why they never got this program on and what was the issues. Yep. And it shows you behind the scenes, when you get to the certain level, Cache, you can decide if you're going to job to somebody or mm-hmm. lose or not. And that's the truth for most wrestlers once they achieve that level of fame. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because it was such, it was a, uh, that was why I enjoyed that conversation so much because that, that part of the conversation yeah. so much was because it was both of them in a long winded way of saying, I didn't want to do the job. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like as if, if we're going to like cut right through it all, both of, you know, that's the bottom line yeah, is that, that both is the of them were at that that's level. The bottom line. And you know, yeah. that's what it was. Cause even, yeah. even, there's even that one part where he says, um, he says some, or Hogan says, I thought we were going to, after yeah. rock, it was you, yeah. you know, like I, that's what I was preparing for. Yeah. And also before he was like, I thought it was going to be you, not rock or right, whatever. Right. Uh, so yeah, that, that whole thing is, is interesting. My, and I know this is SmackDown related, but yeah, I feel yeah. like you guys are still find this stuff interesting. My favorite part of the, uh, the conversation was Hogan almost talking about being a manager for yeah. WWE yeah. in the eighties. Not, not managers ringside. I'm talking behind the scenes. That's the kind of vibe I got yeah, yeah. where he was tasked with like, almost being an agent back in the day for his own stuff where he had to like go tell the finish, go tell people what was yeah. going to happen. And, I, and that's probably why he's hated so much by yes. a lot of those guys behind the scenes. Yeah. Other reasons too, I know, but I, the way from, from his perspective, when you hear it, it was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, he really did feel like this was his company too. Cause he built it with, or not built it with, but was a big part of yeah. building the company with Vince McMahon. And, uh, the most interesting part though to me was him talking about jobbing back in the day yes. and talking about how like back then was way crazier of just like, I'm not going to job for you. Like I'm that the people would just say no, yeah. you know, like now if someone says no, it's like this huge story. Right. Everyone's like, fuck that guy. He go, you know, but back then it was like, no. And, and him saying that, Rowdy Roddy Piper, that the reason Rowdy Roddy Piper never became champion is because he wouldn't lose to Hulk Hogan right. was really fascinating to me because he's one of those guys. You go, well, how come? Yeah, you know, yeah. How come? Piper's been very clear about that since the beginning. He never agreed to job to Hogan. He would never lose to Hogan. And it's something he crowed about in later years, you know, like, I never, you never beat me, blah, blah, blah. But how much does that matter if you could have been champion found, in exchange? Yeah, that's and, why I found that yeah. part so interesting because Hogan's yeah. like, look at, I get it. But, like, we could have swapped the belt multiple yeah. He could have been a multi-time champion, but, right. but we didn't know if we put the belt on him if he was going to job to someone. Right. And I'm like, well, that's crazy. That's, I don't know. It just that's, like, what was, but that's, that's what I – that's the wrestling no, I grew totally. up in. No, totally. It's just you know? a different so, world. And, and knowing all of that and hearing about all of that, it is fascinating. And I think it's because – Vince, I know we got to get smacked, but Vince was poaching guys who were already established in their territories. So they came in with an ego, a hubris, a feeling like they were like, it's like recruiting an all-star team and you're deciding who's going to sit on the bench. And it's tough Mm -hmm. because everyone thinks they should have the ball in their hands and run with it. Piper, I'm sure, felt that he should have been champion and leading the, for at least a year or two, leading the company as a heel. And it would have been interesting to see that. Savage felt that way as well. A number of guys rolling in there felt that way and, you know, Andre, Andre was always the anomaly in that way because they didn't need it. Yeah. But most everyone else. So it's, you know, got Putsky, you got uh, uh, Don Morocco, you got all these guys, Snooker, all these guys wanted to come in and carry the strap. So it's a, it's a, interestingly nowadays, I think they get them young and people understand the system over decades now with the WWE that they decide what you do, no matter what you say. Mm-hmm. So it's rare when you get the Stone Cold or the Rock situation or Triple H saying what they will or will, won't do, who they will or won't job to. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And to bring it all back around, <laughs> yeah. Hogan was talking about that stuff in, yeah. in the interview. And at the end, when Hogan, when Stone Cold asked him, like, what do you – vice you'd give to yeah. people now? And he was talking about, like, what – people need to do now in the WWE system because they all train at the same place by the same people, the same things drilled into their head that like, it's hard to stand out. And he, and while talking about it, he talked about Kevin Owens and said, Kevin Owens is one of those guys. If he, if we plucked him out and put him back in the wild, wild West days, he would have been just as over as everybody else. And that he told people in WWE, I'm assuming Vince, yeah, 
Kevin Owens is going to be one of the guys. Yeah. And that someone in WWE, he didn't say who, was like, well, what about his look? What about this? What about that? And it was like, don't care. That guy is going to get over, yeah. you know? And so um, to bring it all back around, I think that we're slowly starting to get more of the Kevin Owens that can be more right. successful in WWE, right. uh, that he's slowly starting to kind of become more of himself in WWE. And this promo, I loved this promo. Yeah, it was a good promo. I thought it was a really good promo from Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff he said in it, uh, there were a bunch of good lines. Mm-hmm. I felt like, um, you know, him kind of being the rallying cry of like, good that Shane McMahon is not going to be on the show because this is the show where wrestlers should be on the show and kind of saying like, you know, that he's, he can't obviously make Shane McMahon go away. Right. But this is going to be the time where he makes Shane McMahon regret ever coming back in the ring. Yeah. It's a meta promo. I love it. You know, because the fans are saying that all the, give us better wrestling, give us more wrestling. And, and Kevin Owens is kind of symbolizing the fans push the underground ground roots fans push to see more wrestling and more authentic stuff happening on screen. And certainly then he gets interrupted by McIntyre who, you know, dresses him down and it's funny, right? It's that chiseled big dude versus the everyday normal looking guy. Totally. And Kevin Owens is strong as hell, obviously, and very athletic for his, size he does have the the stomach what can you say about it? it's there but you know it was great to see their clash of styles and this was a damn good match and a believable ending really enjoyed a great spots great near falls all the stuff outside the ring inside the ring all of it really worked for me and it's like great it's great to see yet another level of a match that is almost pay-per-view level here on a, a regular show yeah absolutely i um my only i guess qualm with it was like i don't know there was to me there was something about about them that didn't quite connect well, me where I cared to see them wrestling each other. Okay. But yes, they powered through it. It was still a good match. I will say this. That's true. You've got a good... I meant to bring this up. Kevin Owens looked a little bit half a beat behind him. Yeah, everything, right? that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Right, and I never that. usually say that in matches. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. Was something, I just felt there was something a little off in my opinion. I agree. You could. He was telegraphing a lot of the moves at the beginning of the match, and then they eventually found the rhythm, yes. and they were good. But the, the beginning of the match, it felt like Kevin was taking that extra beat to see what was happening, blah, 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 with McIntyre. So I don't know if he was hurt, or I don't know if he was just didn't know McIntyre's style as well just yet. But you could see him just kind of waiting a little bit, but then eventually they figured things out, and the crowd got behind him. Yeah, like I would say after the first commercial break like yeah, after the yeah, first commercial yeah. break they had my attention much more they yeah. were kind of like in sync uh, they were they were doing their thing and uh yeah and, and i i feel like mcintyre took the stunner better than anyone has so oh far. yeah yeah he took it so perfectly like i loved it i was like that's how you take a stunner in my head <laughs> i was like that's what take note everyone that's how you take a damn stunner exactly exactly it's a great finisher you got to learn how to take it to sell it perfectly uh all right let's move on here and we'll see this this now um it's an interesting thing for mcintyre to take the loss he's been taking more losses lately but i don't know if necessarily it affects his overall presentation to the audience as a possible title contender down the road. It's just where he's at right now. You know, I can see him going on a little bit of a losing streak only to come back mm-hmm. strong with winning the title. Yeah, too. yeah, that's certainly possible. Becky did that, so yeah. anything's possible here. Uh, let's move on to Bailey and Ember Moon versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. A little bit of conversations between Bailey and Ember backstage about what happened between Ember and Bailey saying, look, it, what happened happened. But, you know, don't get it twisted. I'm the champion, and I will get you back when the time is right. Uh, this match goes off. Good match. Kind of a quick match, though, not as long as you as uh, the last week's, I think, uh, women's match was a little longer. But um, good spots between both of them. Ember Moon jumping out of the ring. Bailey taking hits. Uh, that, that double kick Bailey took in the back while she was strapped to the, um, to the ring apron or whatever, that's a tough kick. Yeah. So, And Ember Moon looked like she was going full force in that double shot with her butt. That was just, I, I, I was <laughs> worried about those girls because they took full brunt because ember is a strong strong woman uh, uh and then in the end alexa bliss gets the victory here uh she's looking great and so this is an interesting push what is happening here are they lining her up and then bailey does the uh, uh does the bailey to ba- bailey to belly or belly to belly suplex getting her back the fans immediately started booing yep so the, uh, what is happening here even my girlfriend when she watched this she was like you got to turn Bailey heel already. It's ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, my problem is I, I, I had a hard time connecting with this match at all. Okay. Because of all of the like outside pieces of it, not the wrestling, the wrestling was fine. The wrestling was good. It wasn't bad match by any means. It's more so like 
drawing my attention in or whatever. And like, I th- at this point, I'm really not inter- into the Bailey Ember Moon. Oh wow, feud. Really? It's not that I don't want to see them wrestle. Okay. Just, I don't like the way it's being. Gotcha. Don't present it. Yeah, I don't like yep. the way it's being built. It was very like I just pick Ember. Cool. Then it was like Ember randomly did that heelish thing yeah. last week or yeah. whatever, and then. And most people I spoke with were like, that was confusing. I didn't, was, yes. What, you know, what was that? And then this week, they're a team again, even though they had that, like, you know, bickery moment mm-hmm. backstage or whatever. Um, and then Bailey turns on Ember and everyone starts booing, which I don't think was the effect they wanted there. Yeah, yeah. So to me, it's not very effective what's going on there. And, and, and I also, you know, I'm, as much as I like Nikki and Alexa... Their pairing is still kind of like I don't disagree with you. Man. It's not like it's like it's it's just it's not. I don't want to say it's not working. It's just not connecting to me. Here's my uh, to me. Uh, here's my honest assessment of it. I don't think Nikki's at Alexa's level in terms of playing the moments and the beats and not overdoing it or being unable to find the subtlety and the nuance of it. And granted, Alexa's been in the top roster for a while now, so she understands the game. But Nikki, I think it, the gulf in what's supposed to happen at the top of the roster uh, versus where she was at NXT is very obvious at times. N- none more so than when she was outside the ring with Bailey, and she's just saying over and over again, leave her alone, leave her alone, leave her alone, and then leave her alone, and then waiting for the hit from Ember, and you're like, there, there, there's nothing new here. You gotta do something different and unusual especially because mm. nikki had to drastically change her character yes. with the alexa Bliss yes. stuff. you yeah. know it was she had figured out the nuance of her character in nx team and she had right. that character very defined yes she did um and I, it's it's not easy to find a new character mm-hmm. on an international platform True. in front of millions of people so i'm not saying that like it's 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 a knock on her it's hard to do that right right, right. and they totally changed her character so it's like you know Sometimes they change your character and they don't tell you everything. It's like right. similar to acting. You, you gotta know, figure it out. Yeah, I mean, like similar to acting, you there'll be people who where, where like you know, they come in with they've got a character that had you know this one paragraph line right, right, of right. The, explaining who the character is, and they walk onto set, the good ones at least, and they've got this giant binder yep. that explains the whole person's life. Yeah. Because they have to figure out who that person was in order to play them on television, yeah. you know? And I guarantee you there's not a lot of wrestlers who have a binder figuring out who their character is. I bet you if they did, it would help a lot. Yeah. I guarantee it would help a lot of them out. Well, you know, Frank Grillo, when I interviewed him for uh, The Deep Cut, which you can listen on Collider Conversations, he said that. That's what changed him. Uh, going on the set of Warrior. And, I thought that it was you I was talking yeah, about this yeah, with yeah. recently. And watching Nick Nolte come on to the set with a binder this thick about his character, he said, I am, I'm doing this wrong. Yep. If I want to go to the next level, this is the approach I need to have. And it changed him as an actor, and he's had continued success since. So you could argue that that was a moment that he used, instead of putting himself down, he used it as inspiration to get better. And so you're right. I think wrestlers have, I think wrestlers would be, uh, would be smart to do that and create a binder and all those possibilities and get advice and talk to people. But, you know. Especially in a scenario where you have to drastically change your yeah, character like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Because you're not that same Nikki Cross right. that you were in NXT, and you have to, I mean, maybe you are through the same music. I don't know, but those are hard things to figure out. So, um, like I said, the match was fun. Yep. It was a good match. It was entertaining. I liked the finish. It was fine. Everything was good. It's just I'm, I'm not connecting on both of those things right now. And I like Bailey. I like Ember Moon. Yeah. I like Nikki Cross. I like Alexa Bliss. It's just some of those things aren't all connecting together for me. It was right a weird now. reaction by Bailey, too, because she was telling everybody to calm down. I'm just getting her back. Yeah, she but I'm just getting her back. That. And then she said, so, like, what? I'm just getting her back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you wonder where this goes next. Uh, we had the uh, Alistair Black promo anything to say about that <laughs> you can take this i don't i'm wrestle already i'm just like in the place of like just wrestle already i'm done you're not the only one who feels that way yeah i i, I know that some of my friends same thing they're like oh, what, really? what is it why isn't he just coming <laughs> saying stuff um yeah i i didn't dislike it okay but i it was kind of i mean they needed to have some of his he needed to do something again they were yeah. like pushing him and then he went away all of a sudden yeah you know, we haven't really seen much from him since extreme rules right uh so um it wasn't like a hit or a miss to me um and and the Sami Zayn thing later that could be something that's what i was gonna say is like i didn't Sammy necessarily Alistair care about this fun. but it did set up for sammy later to come out and be like who cares about that? I don't care about right, that guy. Well, I'll show him what's up at SummerSlam. Um, to me, that's that's going to be a dope match. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall seeing them wrestle in my... I don't... Yeah, yeah. Sammy was way on the main roster by the time Aleister Black came. Right, and, right, right. And maybe they wrestled on the indies when he was like El Generico or something like that. But God, they both... 
They're on such yeah. different levels now that, yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn and Aleister Black could be an awesome program. And and because Sami's so good on the mic and he's killing it lately with his promos, um, I'm interested to see the kind of... The, the back and forth? Uh, yeah, the chemistry between yeah, them yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also because they were kind of angling I was gonna Aleister ask Black you, as a heel. Yeah. But he's. What I don't think the, he is. Whatever the Cesaro thing wasn't he supposed to fight Cesaro? Did he fight he did. Cesaro? That was Extreme Rules. Oh, that's right, Extreme Rules. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they had that rematch the next night, or right? Whatever, or maybe right. it was so on that's second. done. I, that's and now right. we need something new. Yes, I need him to step out of the black stuff. Like stop, stop in the room. Enough already. You don't like those room. I really don't. Okay. Like once you fought, the room is irrelevant. Well, I mean, people have their own like unique set kind of thing. Like Stardust had the cosmic wonderland or whatever. Yeah. But similar to the Viking Raiders, they're not making good examples, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> saying, this, this isn't selling me on it. <laughs> but similar to the Viking Raiders, I do think you need to understand like where he is he. Right. Because in my opinion, it does look kind of funny when you go like, well, who set all this up? With yeah. Alistair Black just backstage all day, setting up this room to look Black. real, yeah, to look all emo or whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I but I, I, I like when things look different. I like when it's not just the basic set interview yeah, type yeah. thing. So I, I don't hate it. Yeah, maybe there's a black light that follows him everywhere he goes. That would be a good, uh, good little thing. Uh, all right, so we'll see. Uh, Sami Zayn and Alistair Black is gonna. I think it'll be a fun, fun match that could tear the house down. Yeah, and oh, kind of yeah. quietly steal the the show. We'll see how that plays out. Oh uh, well, this is the portion of the program where I go, Ryan Satin, you were right on your reporting. Charlotte <laughs> Flair. And Trish Stratus going at it officially on SummerSlam. Jerry the King Lawler came out. Jerry, I love you, baby. You're showing your age, but I still love seeing you on TV, my man. I'm glad you can still do it. Having He brings out Trish. They have a, a fun back forth. Trish looks beautiful. My God. They have a fun back and Especially forth. Especially when multiple <laughs> kids, you just go like, man, that is so mm-hmm. impressive to yeah. like... Keep that kind of fitness going. To that's uh, yeah, it's a lifestyle. You've, Hell yeah! And she she uh, you know she pushes that lifestyle. She has that life. She lives it. And I mean, great. she was a fitness model before WWE. Right, right, exactly. And so she talks. Uh, you know, all, you know, she's appreciative of of the fans wanting her to do one more match, and talks about the legends and all this kind of stuff. And then the Charlotte Flair's music hit. She comes out, cuts a good promo. I think killer promo. Yeah, great promo, kind of undercutting. Trish a little bit about shaking her asses. We're doing real stuff now. And then Trish pushes back and says, yeah, you wouldn't be doing anything if it wasn't for me. And shout out to Trish for call, for listing Lita, Jacqueline, and Ivory along with her. I thought that was awesome of her. You could hear the fans screaming for China as well. So we'll see if that ever becomes part of a promo down the road. She is a Hall of Famer, technically. So this, uh, this I like. And it was a great setup. And I'm looking forward to this match. What about you? Loved it. Yeah. This segment was <clears throat> fantastic. I yeah. mean, honestly, this was like perfectly done. Yep. I, 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 that's really how I feel. I, I think that, you know, Trish came out and just played her part perfectly. She came out super baby face. Yes. One more match type stuff. Uh, the mom stuff, you know, it's so different than Miz saying like, I love my dad. It's so much different than her being like, no, I'm a mom, you yeah. know, I, you know, kids, all of them. It didn't, it wasn't like off putting. Instead, you're like, yeah, dude, you're a tough mom. Right. Like, hell yeah. You, you got, know? you got, you're one of the ones that got out. Yeah. And survived. Yeah. And thrived. <laughs> yeah. And you're a great mom and you got a business. More power to you. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the baby face version of Maria where she's just yeah. like, female empowerment, you know, and I, I loved it. I thought she did a great job on that part. Um, and the fans were just so pumped for Trish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 everyone. And then, you know, when Charlotte's music hit, it was perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte, man, when she, the, the past year, she has just raised her game like no other. Mm-hmm. I think that she is without question in her prime right now. Yeah. I think that she is on another level that, you know, only if you were there. And she is there for sure. I mean, she has this just like swag mm-hmm. that and then we call it drip these days. She's got she's got this serious drip. What the hell does drip mean? <laughs> Wait, isn't that what drip means, right? Oh my god. I think I'm using it. Is there that a right. new term? Oh, you've never heard people using the term drip? That's a nasty term. No. <laughs> I've never heard that used in a positive way ever. Yeah, when here's what Urban Dictionary says. When oh, your bling is iced out, but that shit melting from all your hot bars, you got the drip. Just another word for immense swag. What did you just say? I don't understand <laughs> anything you just said. I don't understand that damn word you just said. Drip uh, has never been a positive thing in, in well, our you know, world. Yeah, normally you don't say, I got the drip. I got the that drip. doesn't sound right. Yeah, no, sounds bad. You got a drip in your faucet. That means you got to call the plumber. Drips are never a good thing. Well, now it is. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't be melting my swag, dog. All right. Anyway, she has the uh, drip. She just has. She doesn't have the drip. I don't think you say the person has the drip. I don't think that's the proper terminology. Me and my the qualifier and everything. It gets me in trouble. I, I think, think it's. She well, has I think drip. It's the drip. She has the drip, or she has drip. I think it's she has drip. All right. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Let's ask uh, a 10-year-old. Oh, I can't wait to see the comments on this one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but she just has, just like, man, the way she carried herself when she came out was just so cocky and so perfect yeah. and just like, like the fact that she's telling oops, the fact that she's telling Trish Stratus that she's above her level, you go like, whoa. Yeah. Trish Stratus was a first ballot Hall of Famer, um, inspired so many women yeah. to get into the business. Uh, so with that, I just, man, I thought they nailed this in every way. The part where that you talked about where she was like, oh, you guys just shake, you know, shook your assets or whatever. And now, you know, we got real women who are trailblazing like me. And then she name dropped all those people. You go like, yeah, Trish, you know, maybe go like all Arsenio Hall in my living room, you know, (laughs) you young people won't get that one, but yeah, he had drip. (laughs) There you go. That's Did I use it correctly? Use it. Oh. He had drip, oh. you know. Like, yeah, he had some serious drip, Nancy's you know. Drip. Uh, you're jealous of his drip, you know. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't get there on that one, but yeah, I, I hear what you say, and I liked her, her Charlotte's comment of like, "Why don't you go change diapers? Go be a mommy and yeah. change diapers." Like, oh, and damn. then Trish with the killer line, yes. uh, and it was such an easy one right there of like. To, but but it was great when she, the way she delivered of just like to be the woman you have to beat the woman and you're just like oh that's Ric Flair's thing but Trish Stratus is right like oh and so yeah that whole yeah. thing I, that that I, the fan in me just like pumped yeah this is gonna be a fun fun uh, SummerSlam oh yeah uh, I mean this I, the, card is shaping up to card. be a good card yeah damn right I, I this is one that I know I won't be fast forwarding through any of the matches so far good. Uh, uh, all right let's move on Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler uh, went at each other here uh, this Ziggler he had his promo backstage talking about how you know people uh, people were mad at him for. What he did about Sean and making fun of Sean, doing all the stuff that he did. And he said, yeah, they can go to Twitter and cry and bitch and all they want. It doesn't matter to me. I'm doing my thing. He comes out, takes on Balor, who I thought was taking a two-month break. But clearly no, I keep yes. telling you. I literally told you this every time we record that it's supposed to happen after SummerSlam. Even my initial report said that. All right, fine. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't believe anything with Balor. You never know. Well, he ha- he got sick or whatever. That's why he yeah, wasn't at Smackville. Well, he, that's why he wasn't at Smackville. Oh, right. Which I, don't, I didn't watch. What is Smackville? It seemed very unnecessary to watch. It was like a house show they put on. Oh, the okay. I'm sorry. Is it like House Rules or whatever back in the old days? No, it was like a... Um, house Party, whatever it was. They put a couple house shows. It was like, okay. um, what's that one they did recently? Evolve? No, no, no. It was above okay. a step above that. Well, no, not. Re- it's really just a, it was really just a glorified house show. Okay. On, on the on the network. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, they they have a good uh, fight here. Just when things are heating up, the fiend shows up. Uh, but before uh, the fiend showed up, we had the funhouse. So this was an interesting <clears throat> funhouse segment. I thought the rabbit. Like doing all the things he's rambling rabbits and all this stuff about Finn Balor, positive, positive, positive. And then he says, oh, he messed with the Fiend. They messed out and it takes off when he senses the Fiend is coming or Bray Wyatt is coming. Bray steps in, does the laugh thing, which I think is funny, uh, curls the hands and then boom, black. So uh, a good funhouse promo where it wasn't him talking. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. That's interesting. I didn't really think about that. Yeah, he doesn't say a word. Yeah. Except let me in at the end. I guess I didn't love... I didn't love. I like the rambling rabbit stuff. Yes, the rambling rabbit made me laugh in the beginning of it. Um, I kind of just felt like it just had kind of like a bleh ending though. Like it just kind of ended. It didn't really have like a. Yeah, but it didn't really like nothing exciting. Like there wasn't like a. You didn't you didn't like the laugh and folding of the arms thing. No, it's crazy. No, it didn't. It didn't okay. This one didn't throw me. I, if I had to rank it on all the fun houses, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would not be high up there. It would okay. be like that one where we saw the children and stuff where it was kind of like, mm. Do you feel like we're ending the fun house thing in that way? I hope not because I think it's okay. a really unique part of his character. Okay. Okay. I just would like to see – I don't. I, maybe it's the no talking thing was really what – Okay. I was like, mm, I would like to see some talking, I guess. All right. Um, but the moment itself was also um, repeat, obviously, of what we've seen. Yeah. But I do like the way it looks when they do that. It looks cool when he's like when he's um attacking people like that. Yeah, it, it's obviously not as messy, but it reminds me of almost like the the bloodbaths back in the day. Oh that the, yeah, the, the, the brood used yeah. to do, where it's just kind of like off putting, where it's like all of a sudden just like yeah, ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I love the brood. Uh, so yeah, the brood were awesome. So 
I wouldn't say it's like a miss either. I just think it was a very much like a similar to what kind of like what was the theme of the night for me it was yeah. very like middle of the road. It was kind of like you can't be mad. These are they weren't bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, by no means are they bad. The Finn Balor Dolph Ziggler stuff was entertaining. Yeah, it was a good match. Good match. And he ends up getting the the super kick to get the victory. Mm-hmm. This is funny. You've got Owens doing the stunner and Ziggler doing the super kick. Yeah. Who's going to do the rock bottom next? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. Well, for Becky was doing the rock bottom. She for was a while. right there. We go. All right. Now Let's... she's kind of doing like a different version of it. Right. Where the, she holds up. the hand. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the pedigree next. Well, F it. Let's do them all. Well, Seth Rollins was doing that for a while. There we go. See. Did you see Who's all this? Who's doing the code breaker? Did Somebody you do the code well, breaker. Well, Ricochet does the there code breaker. Is. What's, is there a new one? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Look at you tossing one down. Like, wait, no, I someone need, does need, do those I moves. Need, I, need, I need a new finisher. Did you see all this Taz, Dominic Dijakovic stuff? No, what happened? Where, I know Taz waited on the Renee stuff. So. No, where, Ta, where Dominic Dijakovic is a wrestler in... Um, in NXT mm-hmm. tweeted Taz like a few times asking if he could use the Taz mission as his finisher. And then Taz finally tweeted him back saying like, please like DM me in private. Yeah. You know, this is not the right way of right. doing that. I'd have things I'd want to tell you, you know? Um, and I guess they, they've since spoken or whatever. And Taz tweeted saying he has since given him permission or whatever. And, Dijakovic posted a video of him using the move already, though, so mm. I don't know about that. I don't know. If, I don't know if he already started using it before he got permission or whatever. Right, right. But uh, but uh, then I saw lots of people weighing in on it because Taz was. I don't know. They I, people perceive Taz as like, well, why wouldn't you just say cool? You know, yeah. like, but he had a bunch of like. It but, seemed like he had a bunch of things he wanted to say first to him. So I understand he yeah. popularized it. He right. he did do it, but also the it's Taz one of those mission. things. It's one of those things where you see like lots of people are using people's moves these days right, without asking right. for permission. It's not. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where I stand on that whole thing because I I wasn't a wrestler who popularized a really yeah. famous move. So I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. It's a, and most of these moves are variations of moves that have come before. They're just well, used as finishers. The Taz mission, though, it was a. If I recall correctly, it's a. It is a judo move. Okay. A, a judo hold. Gotcha. But I believe he like. Switched it up a little for right, right for wrestling, Shamrock and used got the it over in wrestling. No, he did. no, didn't Shamrock use a thing where he was like submitting people uh, through choking at times? But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I thought Shamrock did. Naked choke. Yeah, maybe that's, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. Okay, so. fair enough. Um, but I think you've been in did. a wrestling ring, you know. <laughs> I think that he popular, but but, but but he definitely he did. Popularized. No it. doubt no about question. it. No question about it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, well, two popular people who've got their own uh, moves here, uh, their own finishers, I think. Shinsuke Nakamura and Ali went at it. This is something that you look forward to, but this match was kind of over quick. Yes, it uh, was. Which was a little surprising with these two. I don't know why you'd schedule them to fight and then have a quick match here. Ali does get the victory in a bit of a sloppy pin, so we'll see if this leads to a longer match uh, at, do you think it'll be at SummerSlam? Do you yeah. think they'll set it up that I, way? I, I, okay. I, uh, after the show, Ali tweeted uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and said, "Like, hey, you busy for something? Like, you busy? Uh, like, you got something to do at Summer? Like, a time? Uh, something like that?" So maybe and they want to give him. Nakamura replied with a with a link to to buy tickets to his meet and greet. <laughs> Shinsuke, brilliant. Um. <laughs> Shinsuke, that's how you do it, son. That's it, yeah. Come visit. Come say hi uh, at my meeting grease. Yeah, I forget exactly what Ali said to him, but yeah, it was something along those lines. I loved it. Yeah, the match was good. Uh, yeah, really good match. Good for what it was. It does make me wonder if knowing that Finn Balor was going to be taking two months off, if yeah. the reason they randomly pushed him, put the title on Nakamura, yeah. was because it was going to be one of those short-lived title runs where it was, to, it was really done so they could put the title on Ali, without yeah. it being two faces going against yeah. each other. Yeah, I guess. Ali could use a title run right now. I guess. Much more Sh- than Nakamura. Shinsuke just got it back. Yeah, but I don't think Nakamura needs it. Okay. I mean, yes, I'd like to see Nakamura on TV more. Right, right, right. Um, okay. But I, so? I, I, I think that Ali needs it more. Okay. I think so. He's kind of floundering right now, and they're not sure what to do with him. Well, yeah, and speaking of floundering, uh, we go into the mind of Randy Orton, and Randy reveals... What happened to Ali, Randy? I, I, it's it's mind blowing nowadays that people can take like make it part of their promo that they injured somebody and affected <laughs> yeah. affected their run to a title or run, or a current run that they were on uh, and changed history because 
this has been a well-known narrative that it was going to be Ali and not Kofi who kind of got this situation. We don't know if Ali would have held the title as long as Kofi's held it, but it certainly was being lined up for Ali to make that run. Uh, and now Ali, as you said, is kind of floundering trying to figure out where he belongs, and Kofi's like at the top of the pile, and Randy brings it up in this mind of the RKO. He does make fun of Kofi again for the Jamaican accent stuff, all of that, but Randy's saying like, I am going to take care of this. I'm going to change history again. And uh, Kofi should actually be thankful that Randy did what he did because he wouldn't be where he is now without him. So very interesting. Yeah, I think they're using Randy perfectly oh, right now. hell yes. This is the are. best they've used Randy in a long time. Agreed. I feel like um, I am so all in on this feud. I, I love it, this program. Nice I, AEW reference. Sorry, that wasn't an AEW <laughs> reference. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really do think that, you know, Randy being positioned in this way of yeah. just like the vet as much as definitely the vet yeah. and the guy who just was like, no, I'm the star maker. Mm -hmm. You got to get through me right. if you think you're anything in this, you know, and I love that stuff. You me know, too. I, and I, I've noticed a bunch of people. I had a bunch of people text me of friends of mine that watch wrestling or whatever that were like, that was fantastic it was yeah it I, was really good yeah and i think that you know a good vignette or a good video promo or whatever can yeah. really do wonders similar to like when they had that one of brock lesnar just sitting there in a dark ro black room talking to the camera yeah. and that interspersed with the different clips and stuff that it worked well yep. um so they they did do a good job of making randy uh seem that the threat he is yeah Alistair, maybe something to think about. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> this is also uh, what I enjoyed about this is that it brought us back to old school Randy, right? Yep. He is a veteran, but Randy looks great yeah. for his age and for what he's been through in the wars and all the years in the rings that he's taken and the injuries. He looks great. And he's at this stage where fans now kind of respect him. It's not a matter of cheering or booing. It's more like, oh, we're going to get to watch Randy, who's still somewhat in his prime, do his thing against a younger guy. And with revenge on both their minds, that's exciting. Uh, and then we move into the Kofi thing, uh, Kofi and New Day against uh, uh, the OC here. No, no, it was it was the, supposed to be the New Day versus the OC. Right, right, right. It's Kofi versus AJ Styles. But, but I mean, like, all, but did you see all that during the day where they announced? Oh no. They initially they announced that I think on no, it was Tuesday morning. They okay. announced, yeah, Tuesday morning. Look, while we were doing the recap, oh, okay. they announced that it was going to be the OC versus New Day. Oh. And then a few hours later, like, the tweet got deleted, and they announced that it was going to be Kofi versus AJ Styles, which I think was the right decision. Right, agreed. Title versus title. and uh, well, well, not title versus title, right, but, right, right, right. but champion, versus champion versus champion. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, what I want to get to, and I'm, I'm following my words here, is um, is this the first time we've seen three title holders and three title holders kind of in a, not in a match necessarily, but with their people involved in a match. I, I cannot remember a time when we've seen that. So I was excited by that. Six belts were involved, not necessarily, not on the line, but were involved in this situation. Yeah, it shows you how many titles there are. In yes, WWE. true. That's a good point. That's a uh, very good point. It's six titles on the line, and that's and there's still more champions that mm -hmm. weren't involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not the biggest historian when it comes to that kind of stuff, but uh, it was cool to see yeah. those two teams of uh, that many belts all kind of like, you know, paraded around all kind yeah. of in the same vicinity or whatever. So I like that. And I feel like Kofi and AJ had a killer match. That was a great match. So much fun to watch. And that ending was awesome. Yes. Yeah. God, I wish <sighs> this text message I just got. Oh, Whew. all right. I got some work to do today. All right. Anything, you, anything you can break on here? No. no. Okay. All right. Serious work I got to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Kofi. Uh, I mean, sorry. AJ coming off with the forearm and then getting uh, the trouble in paradise. That right. was such a cool finish. Right? Oh. Such a cool finish. So also, good. if you've noticed, it seems like they've gotten rid of the commercial thing. Yes. I, the two out of three falls and the elimination matches and, and the no. It seems, like there's, it seems <laughs> like there's still a little bit of no wrestling during the commercial. Right. But they've done it in a much less annoying way. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, it's not jarring. It doesn't make talent... It doesn't... It, it, it was messing with talent getting over, for sure, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and just the... It was just... 
annoying, you know? And it's not that way anymore, it feels like. Yeah, and last night we had them say, uh, during the break, this is how this yes. person took control of the match, yes. right? So those are the old school ways of doing yes. things. That still works. So still works fine. That's not, that's not the change you need to make to get the ratings back. No! <laughs> no one was like, ugh. I'm not watching because of the two minutes of wrestling I can't exactly. see in the commercial break. Most people are fast-forwarding anyway through the commercial, so totally. it doesn't matter. Totally. Uh, but Those yeah. are your cliffhangers in between yeah. commercials. So they they watch yeah. the commercials. Yep, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I, but the match was great. I, I love seeing New Day uh, together I, uh, w- against OC. I yeah. feel like that promo from them before, yeah. too, when they came out, was dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, Talking about it's not the house that AJ built anymore. All of that was great. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm wondering, though, when they're going to – if that's like if, – if that's something they're going to fully lean into because, I mean, like, AJ's busy with Ricochet right now. Yeah, yeah. And the club isn't going to be feuding, I wouldn't think, with the other tag team champions unless yep. there's a plan to, like, merge the belts, which I don't think there is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know how hard they're going to be able to lean into that because both – all those teams, all those people already have things going on yeah. for SummerSlam, it would seem, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I don't know what New Day is going to do in Do you think SummerSlam. down the road we have tag team versus tag team for all four of the belts? No, because when Fox starts, I think they want, they want very the sub- distinct okay. brands. All right. I don't think they want that kind of... Okay. Well, at least I'm, that's what I would imagine. That's fair. I, I don't know that. That's that, fair. That's how I would, that's how I would view it. Um, I do think the right person won. I think that Kofi yeah. was the right person yeah. to go over here. Kofi uh, can't take any losses. He has to keep winning. Everyone else is taking losses, but, but people are just waiting for him to take a loss so they can jump back into the, see, he's not that good, doesn't deserve it, blah, blah, blah. And I, he can't take any losses. Agreed. Right? Uh, AJ's now. fine taking losses, yeah. especially when it's done like that. Yes. You know, that wasn't just like any regular old trouble in paradise. Um, I want them to add that to WWE 2K. That is cool reversal where you can do it off a springboard. Yeah. Uh, although I think 2K, it's too late for that now. It comes out soon. So Yeah, Lesnar on the cover? Is that what we saw? No, they just said that Lesnar's going to They just showed a picture of Lesnar to make the announcement. Okay, okay. Becky's got to be on the cover. Right? It if has it's to not be. Becky on the cover, it would be crazy. All right. The First only- woman ever to grace it, right, as Solo? Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's... Lynch. Obviously, there were, there, there, you might maybe do like... Three people on the yeah, cover, because yeah. maybe because was because no 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 Ronda was on the cover, so she wouldn't be the was first. Was she on the cover? By Ronda herself? was on the cover. I'm sorry, but anyone who okay. heard that first part is probably screaming at me. But yeah, Ronda yeah. was on the cover. Once. Okay, All so right. second one. I could honestly see them doing like a couple of girls on the cover though, or lots of people on the cover. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. It would be good if it was Becky, but because it's going to be like Legends mode, I think there's going to be like a Legends vibe to oh, this cool. game where it's like. Um, dream matches that haven't yeah. happened. That's the that's that's the that's the rumor mill out there. There's right. gonna be like a lot of legends matches and and Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold talk about how they oh, filmed yeah. that that's undisclosed right, that's right, project that's right. and the thing. Uh, so that's my guess. Okay. Uh, so maybe we see lots of people on the cover. Maybe yeah. Instead and if, of just one. If they want us to preview it, maybe they send us a couple of copies. Well, I can preview saying. copies. Oh oh okay. Fair enough. You don't even game, Roka. Come on. I have a lot of time to play. Again. No, you don't. You have no time to play it. I really and don't. there's no way your girlfriend will allow you to take up that TV in the living room. Not in the living room. With WWE 2K. I got a 50-incher in the second room. I can do it. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to our last situation here. That's Roman Reigns. Oh, God. How do I, yeah. I thought we were over. Nope, We've got nope. a lot to talk about got now. This, this last thing. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can tell you. This was horrifically bad. I, I know, I know what they were going for, and I expected Rikishi to come out and said, "I did it for the Rock," but um, uh, it was not. Uh, this was just—I don't know. I, I just didn't like it. <laughs> Bischoff, Bischoff's not always right about things. I don't know if this is Vince. I don't know if this is Bischoff, but this—I I just didn't like this. Um. Yeah, I think that with. This segment, I, I always, no, it wasn't good. It wasn't I'm, good. I'm watching you do this. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of the, like the diplomatic <laughs> way of saying rope, this. Yeah. Because I do um, appreciate when they try and give us whodunits. Sure. I like whodunits. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, who blew up Vince or right. who hit know, Stone Cold with the who car, Stone Cold right, with the car right, right. and that kind of stuff. Um, or even just not wrestling of like who shot Mr. Burns or like stuff like that, you know, like those kinds of things. I like those things, you know, but 
Remember the whole Who Shot Mr. Burns thing? Do. And then it was fucking Maggie. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, right? It was Maggie, right? It was Maggie, yeah. yeah. Uh, Total accident. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, so I appreciate when they try things. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate when it's not, you know, when it's clearly the, the intent of this was, one, to get people talking. Yes. Two, to have a hook for next week, mm-hmm. which I'm cool with. Yeah. You know, um, it was more so the execution of it, I think, that really was like, Come on. Yeah, and who is who is doing the commentary? The who's doing the interview? Kayla. Kayla was bad at this, man. Kayla just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Kayla, you know, there was something. It just added to it was it was another thing. To, another element didn't didn't work at all through this whole thing oh because he wasn't even hurt. He he just kind of slid right under. And Kayla's still going, oh my god, oh my god. And Reigns is like already slid out and sitting back and chilled and then slowly walking back and the EMTs with no badges on <laughs> which is the dead giveaway are like we let us check you out well, we gotta check you out I'm good I'm good let's check. all of it was just very poorly executed I don't know how, because these are taped I don't know how they got away with doing this and being like okay this is the best we got yeah, I doubt they TV. did that one live they had a yeah. 50 angles yeah uh, <laughs> I'd have shot that again until we got it right the thing is yeah one that made me laugh when Kayla was yelling was this was like they had the shadow of the whatever that yeah. was starting to fall. So oh, it, yeah. it almost reminded me of uh, of Austin Powers when the guy is standing in front of the <laughs> yeah. steamroller thing that's going no. really slow. No. Because, like, he's walking, and you know, just from when you see the end, you're like, oh, something bad's happening yeah. here to him. And then it's like, no, Roman, look out! And then you see, there's, like, it yeah. starts to fall in the shadow, but it's going, like, so slow. It really is. And and then it, like, and when it falls out of there's so many different angles, but it also falls so conveniently perfect around him. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's it was laughable how, how conveniently placed around him it was. Like, right. things just falling perfectly in line around him. Like, everything, nothing touched him. <laughs> no. Like, it was almost like he had a force field over his body. <laughs> yeah. Nothing touched him. The way that things fell, they hit on the box, which kept it above him, and he just slid right on out. It was, and almost, it was no big deal. It was almost like the person who did it was the Flash, and he was just pranking Roman Reigns. Because, like, he pushed it really <laughs> fast that's why no one noticed and then he like like put all the boxes in the appropriate place that would just form a square around uh roman reigns that's it that's my prediction the flash is the person who is trying to mess with roman reigns i i I, that stuff just yeah that made me laugh um i I saw some of the people talking about it online i guess there's when you at one point in the shot you see what looks like buddy murphy walking away what? Yeah, I know. Buddy Murphy? He's wearing a Buddy Murphy shirt. Okay, fair enough. Buddy I Murphy. have a hard time believing the person that this is all set up is that it's yeah. Buddy Murphy who's mad that he's been overlooked since he got called up. Right, right. Maybe? Hard time believing that, though. Yeah. Hard time believing. There's, there, you the reason they work. kept Buddy Murphy off TV this whole time was because they foresaw him having a program with Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, if they did, and that yeah. is who it is, huge deal for him yeah i mean true. man that would be a huge true. huge thing for him yeah huge opportunity there is i guess the storyline makes sense that he's helping shane that it was he okay. did the thing where he said hey right. kevin owens doesn't speak for me and then now it's like no i thought i was helping shane by he he was never able to take out roman reigns right, right. i did I dropped the thing on him, and, yeah. and that didn't, didn't actually didn't really hit him. <laughs> and uh, Ray didn't help when he slid out and goes, "Didn't touch me." It didn't, I'm good. It's like, oh, then what was the whole point of the damn video? <laughs> if it didn't even touch you, what was the freaking point? And don't give me, oh, it was to scare him or to keep him unsettled or off balance. Bull crap. Look, you compare that to what happened with Lesnar and Strowman. That was awesome when he, when they dragged the whole scaffolding on top of him. That was incredible. So you you juxtapose this with this, and you're just like, well, this is lame. Whereas that was like believable and awesome. This is just so lame. Yeah, yeah, very cheesy. And I know yeah. I said I like cheesy, but and I did laugh at Good it. Cheesy, but fun. I don't think laughing at this is what the right. intended purpose was. Right. I mean, the part no, where no. he goes like, and it yeah. like goes down on him, and then there's 50 angles. And to cap it off even more, did you see the picture that WWE posted on Instagram? Oh no! Oh yeah, of him under under it. Of him under yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why now, was that? Where was that camera guy? Still not touching him. Still, still not touching it's him. Not touching him at all. But also, he's napping under the scaffolding. But also, 
We never saw that camera yeah, guy. Yeah, we never saw him running. Was the camera guy the person who pushed it over on him? Is he the Flash? Because that didn't make any sense. Like, you go, like, where did... I'm just going to... I'm going to try and... Hopefully, I can get this to go in that camera. I'm going to walk the, the camera. All right. And I'm going to see if on the jib you guys can see this cam- this picture. Okay. So, I don't have to edit it in later. Hold on. Here he goes, folks. This is the first on the SmackDown Live recap. Uh, it's out of focus. Yeah. Maybe pull back. Uh, nope. Still out of focus. It's focused on us. So, that's how cameras work, Ryan. That's not going to work. Damn it. Just know it's Roman under the thing. That's not how cameras work, Ryan. Uh, damn it. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I realized I wasn't looking at an iPhone where I can't click the, the part that oh, I want right. to focus yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's Roman under the pillar or whatever like yeah. this. <laughs> and you're like, where'd that come from? It's like a perfectly shot photo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So kudos to trying. Sure. Uh, could be interesting to see where it goes. Right. But not so good in the execution. I feel bad for Roman now because because of the way people are reacting to this, which is full of laughter, uh, the next stay, the next one's going to have to be even more brutal. <laughs> so Roman's going to have to take a bit of a brutal hit on this one. He's going so to he's gonna have to jump off a cage onto the back of a huge truck. Yeah, pretty much the semi's got to run him over is what's going to happen here, I think. So we'll see. I wonder if Kishi did that. I, I just said that. No, I don't, no, no. When he jumped off the cage. Oh, right. Into the yeah. back of the truck. Into the back of the truck. Right, right. Because we've already gotten our... Yeah. We've already got our runover moments. Now we got to elevate yeah, that's it. That's true, true. He fell backwards, right? Onto the. the Is that what it was? He fell yeah. backwards, not yeah. jumped off. He yeah. got knocked off backwards yeah. and he on, fell into the truck. Onto the feet of the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy spot. Rikishi, he took some bumps back in his I day. I just felt bad for Rikishi during that time what? period. Because I wanted him to get over. Yeah. I liked he Rikishi. Was over. I mean, as a heel. Oh, I'm, right. I, I, I wanted it for him. Well, it didn't help that The Rock goes, I did it for The Rock. No. It totally undercut Rikishi. And that's. Dead in the water. Isn't that his cousin or his, his their nephew? Family, their yeah. family. Their family. That whole island. They, they, they all really, you know. And so, uh, yeah, it, it kind of undercut Rikishi. I'm sure Rikishi was like, cool man, but like, cool man, but like, cool man, but like, you kind of killed my shit. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I, I always just felt like, I always, at the time, thought that, I remember before he turned to you, I thought, he'd be good as like a main eventer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should be a main eventer. He's over, like, and then that all happened and it didn't happen for him. And I, no. always, I always felt bad. Yeah, that's fair. Um, here's what I want to say to you to wrap up the show, because that's all we talked to, that's all that happened on SmackDown Live last night. Went to see Hobbs and Shaw last night. I can talk about okay, it. The embargo is up. I don't want to give too much of yeah. a spoiler review, but say to this. Non-spoiler you're review. You're going to have a blast. Really? A can I cuss on here? An effing blast. This is such a fun, fun movie. The Rock and Jason Statham, great chemistry. Vanessa Kirby's fantastic. And when they go to Samoa, uh, you you do see Reigns, but you see this whole collection of Samoans, and they're all in there doing their thing. And it's a great section of the movie, a fun section of the movie, and got bring back that like feeling of Samoa. So, and if you're eagle eye viewer, you'll see a picture of Rocky Johnson in there, which I think was oh brilliant. cool. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Wait. Okay. Question. Sure. And Idris Elba. You li- great. You like the Fast movies, right? I, fast I, and Furious I, movies. I enjoy them. I don't like. Nor do I say like they're the greatest movies ever. I enjoy them. But the last few movies have been more and more ridiculous since Five. Fast Five was good, although the safe in Brazil and all that was kind of ridiculous. But overall, they've been good. This one is a great offshoot of what the original course of the Fast Furious was because this is just about their relationship. It's not about cars. Not, I know, it's it's not about that. any of that stuff. I mean, the cars are involved, obviously, but it's not about the cars. It's not a car movie. Right, it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a you know, there's, um, there's something they have to go get. Uh, you know, like Idris Elba says in the trailer, he's the black Superman. There's something involved with him. Uh, also, there are some... They haven't teased any of it in the trailer. There are some surprise people that show up in the movie that you're like, oh, shit. The Rock did mention that on Twitter. He did? He didn't okay, say who, okay. but okay. he mentioned that there's some surprise yeah, cameos. And you and you'll love the surprises, and they get more than just, uh, they get more than just cameos. Two so questions. That's what I'll say, yeah. Two more questions. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Fast movies, does it matter? Nope. Went last night with a friend of mine who hadn't seen any of the Fast Furious movies. They make a couple of references to uh, the larger Fast and Furious universe, but that you don't need it. You really don't need it. You got the, you get their relationship. You get what's going on, and you go forward with it. Um, and um, yeah, and that's what I'll say. 
Second and question. then last question, yeah. because I don't want to, I don't want the wrestling fans out there to go and think they're going to see something that they're not. Yeah. Does Roman Reigns have any lines in the movie? No. I, I thought so. I knew that was going to happen. I saw, and I thought I saw yeah, someone yeah. on Twitter mention something like that, and I was like, of course they've gone into insane overdrive mode. How many, if you had to guess, estimate? Yeah. How long is he on screen for? Uh, he's on screen for that whole final fight. Okay. So you see him. When he does, and him trailer, and the Rock. He does his fear in yeah, the trailer. Yeah, and he, all his moves are in there. Okay, cool. <laughs> all his signature moves, like all of The Rock's moves were in his first few films, The Rock Bottom and all that. All of that is in all of Reigns' current move uh, set is in the movie, okay. which is, you know, you're going to do that. And, yeah. you know, following The Rock's footsteps. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. I mean, if you look back and following The Rock's footsteps, yeah. I, when I first got an inclination that he might not be speaking in the movie, I thought to myself, you know what? The Rock's first movie was The Scorpion King, if yep. I recall, yep. with no lines. Yep. He had a thing that it was like heavily promoted, but he didn't have any lines. It was all CGI. He, just, yeah. he stood there, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was obviously after that. Uh, what's the one that he actually was the Scorpion King. What's the one that I said? The, Utah, the Mummy Returns. The Mummy Returns is when we first saw in Scorpion King. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, they have it. Schwarzenegger, his lines were dubbed in the first film he ever did. So, uh, you know, it all takes time. It all takes time. I was in a movie and my lines got dubbed over. <laughs> really? What movie is that? Dino Croc versus Super Gator. <laughs> Roger Corman film. Oh, that's awesome. It's funny, Roger when Corman's he mentioned great. Roger Corman during when yeah, we yeah. record Top 10, I was going to bring that up, but there, I just knew there wasn't enough time. But, yeah. There's a scene where where I get stomped on by the super Dino Croc. Oh, I get I get stepped on. Spoiler. And I said I'm like walking through the jungle, right? And like we were like got guns and walking through the jungle or whatever. And then I, I say something, yeah. And like I look up and oh, like it steps on us or whatever. And I was like I got like my friends and family together, like you know to watch to go it. See it. No, because it, well, it wasn't in theaters. It was on Sci-Fi. Oh, but right. Premiere on Sci-Fi. You know we got everyone together like pumped. And then my character goes to talk, and it's someone with like a really deep voice like this. Instead, and I and everyone just looked at me, and I was just like, a, "Oh, that was awkward." Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone did not have a heads up that that was going to happen. Well, at least you're not Gina Carano. She happened to her too. In Haywire, that whole movie—it's not her voice. That's the whole movie. The whole movie—that's Laura San Giacomo doing her voice. No way. Look it up, people. Look it up. It's not the first time that's happened either. If you remember an old 80s Tarzan movie, Greystoke Legend Tarzan, Andy McDowell's voice is dubbed by Glenn Close the whole movie. What? Because they're British. You couldn't do a British accent. So what? they use Glenn Close's voice. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. what happens. I, I did not know that about Gina Carano. Yeah. I feel. She didn't admit it for a long time. And really? then eventually, recently, they, there's been like. Because I think with. Man- that's hard to admit. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. With Mandalorian, everything, it seems like she's like taking a new approach to it. So, but yes, she. What? Yeah. I was able to laugh about it because it was one right, scene, one scene. And you're not the star of the movie. movie. And right. I'm not the star of the movie. Right. That's crazy. I didn't know that happened. I feel that, that that's terrible, well, terrible for her. Well, I mean, she's still doing it. And look, she's on The Mandalorian. And once again, just like I said, Schwarzenegger, his uh, lines were dubbed in the first film he was in by someone else. Look at the success he came. So, you know, sometimes... And me, it happened in my first movie and look where it took me That's here. right. That's right. You know, I lost to Bestman. I became three-time champion. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our uh, Smackdown Library have here on Pro Wrestling Sheet. Uh, I am John Roca. That's Ryan Satin. Ryan, tell them where they can read, listen, and uh, hear. Oh, yeah, read, listen, and what? Watch everything we do. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find everything in the world. All the top stories of the world professional wrestling throughout the week. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find the video, the Ron Smackdown recaps that I do with John Roca here. Hey, where you can find Wrestling Sheet Radio where we discuss all the top stories of the week. And that's also where you can find the interview that I do with Big Cass that I referenced at the top of the show. Former WWE star Big Cass opened up about a ton of stuff in, in regards to his battle with depression while in WWE. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Please check it out. It's in the feed. Uh, and while you guys are here, subscribe, like, leave comments. I appreciate it very very much uh, or if you just want to listen to the audio of all these things including the big pa- including the big cast interview you can find that on all the major podcast platforms just search wrestling sheet radio there you go follow him at ryan satin follow me at the roca says and one last plug if you guys want to listen to the top 10 this week's episode we welcomed ryan satin as our guest to talk about the top 10 movies featuring a professional wrestler really fun great countdown of all these movies and some great back and forth some of your old, some of your favorites and some maybe you've not uh, didn't remember had professional wrestlers in them 
All of them get talked about in this show, and we count them down at the end. Trust me, you can find the top <laughs> 10 anywhere uh, you download podcasts. It was a fun, uh, yeah. great countdown. And you're going to hear some of the movies that I have not seen that you're going to be offended by, probably. Yes. There's going to be one that will offend you, probably. It, it will. It will. Clue. But uh, shout out to all of you who respect that I put Suburban Commando on my list. Yes, true. All right. <laughs> it's ironic. Consider you're not a Hogan fan. All right, thanks everybody. Well, I was a child then, and Suburban Commando was awesome. He was a huge guy in muscles who was an alien. He was, he and was. he skateboards. But he flips on the skateboard. And Christopher Lloyd's in it. That's a good point. All right, there it's you go. Right. Uh, remember Thursday night, uh, Wrestling Sheet Radio, and then tomorrow, uh, next week, uh, tune in for another uh, episode of the Raw Recap and the SmackDown Live Recap here on Pro Wrestling Sheet. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. ProWrestlingSheet.com. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.